Yo, 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 yo. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. It is it is that time. Uh, I know y'all used to Bruce starting this thing off, but Bruce is on his way. You know, things uh, came up, but he will be here shortly. Uh, the senator usually tip the show off, but y'all know it is the one and only Mike Hill, the PG here on the mic, man. Um, Corsi Mondays. Y'all know it's about to be crazy. Uh, we got our guy, um, Himes, over the phone. We got my guy, uh, the shooting guard, Mr. Inglewood himself. What's the deal, Mike? But you know, Mike Kelly, the PG here, the Magic Johnson of the show. Make sure this thing is a fast break ending in a dunk. And y'all know that it's showtime whenever Courtside Radio is on the mic, man. And hey, we about to blaze this thing. Um, so, man, I got my guy in the building. What's the deal, Mike? What's good, what's good, what's good, people? You know what it is. Big Mike out of Pappy in the building, all the way from the wood, coming to you live. Courtside Radio, good news. TG Sports, you know what it is, baby. And uh, we got a nice one coming to you, another Fuego show. But uh, there's a lot going on. Got a lot of love to give out. And uh, got a lot of shit to talk. Yeah, hey, another Fuego episode coming. So uh, we got my guy, Mr. Downtown, Philip Brown, the stretch four. He is also um, chiming in on Zoom, man. What's the deal, uh, Philip? And you do know that I will win that league, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a for sure. Just to let it's that gonna be, be a for sure, right on, man, right on. But we got my guy straight from the mean streets of Beverly Hills. What's the deal, Heim? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? It is Courtside Monday on the Good News Radio. Let's get hey. started, guys. And shout out to Phil for being in the Zoom too. Yeah, fact. Shout out Most to Phil for being there. That. We got four to five coming in right now, and you know we got the center coming through. But we got another one in the stew, and uh, we got a young cat over here, San Diego State alum, trying to get it popping. We just trying to let you know, young cats doing big things only gonna get better. Holla at him one time. Hop on the mic, homie. Speak all the way to the mic, bro. That's number two. Yeah. You said San Diego State, the homie tripping. <laughs> well, introduce yourself to the you people, man. So name get this thing rolling. Joseph Hayden Mayo, stop it. We uh live. Corsair Radio, baby. Corsair Radio. I'm a little, mm-hmm. little drizz, <laughs> a little bit. That, it's all right. We're gonna no, get you man. right. We're gonna get you no, right, man. man. That, that's 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 wild. But hey, yeah, the show must get go you on. We're so get you hey, right. we're gonna start off um with the Western Conference. Uh, not playoffs, but just the Western Conference in general, but we're going to start there as well. But um, if you guys haven't heard, Brandon Ingram was named the most improved player. So shout out to Brandon Ingram. He's a part of uh, Lakers South, so we got to show him love. Yeah, you know, he got the little, little side note. You know, they did our JV squad. Yeah, you know, he was on our JV squad. We was the, horrible. That's the JV squad. But, um, man, what do you guys' take on B.I. being named? The uh, the most improved player of the uh, year. So I know Mike has a strong take on it. So I would like to hear you first, Philip. What's your take on Brandon Ingram being the um, most improved player of the year? I mean, we kind of saw it coming, man. He had every opportunity to grow this season. Uh, it seemed like the team was his team finally uh, when he moved down to New Orleans. So we had every opportunity to grow. We call him a, a baby KD. And uh, he's definitely following the footsteps, man. Especially long athletic out. guy. Um, 
and he has all the tools that he needs to be successful just mentally now would he put it in the work and preparation to take even more that next step and become you know a perennial uh, all-star type of caliber guy or will he be you know on and off type of guy so we'll see how he continues to develop but definitely well deserved after this past year that he had no yeah and he he did a really good job I know he went from 18 points to 23 points a game but he made his first all-star team he had them a near playoff team with Zion missing so many games, Zoe being so up and down to where he was like pretty much the only constant. And it was just, you know, very exciting to see him ball out. Uh, the fact that he was a Laker, you know, and man, I, I hope that he turns out to be that player that everyone envisioned at first because, hey, it's a guy that works, that loves basketball, and he got crazy game. But, uh, Himes, what's your take on uh, Brandon Ingram being named the most improved player? Because I don't think. I'm not sure if I chose B.I. I think, I, yeah, I, I think didn't. I chose someone else. I knew else, he was going to get it, though. But. But, statistically, uh, statistically speaking, Brandon Ingram did not make enough of a jump to me. Ding, 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 ding. Speaking, Thank in you. In terms of being the most improved player of the year. Look, like we saw last year, Siakam went from like 16 to 23, and he made that jump. There's a reason why he was still in a consideration, you know? Like, guys, like Brandon Ingram – have a lot going for them, especially a situation in New Orleans. Zion being out meant a lot of the weight was going to be on him, meant he was going to be the alpha dog no matter what. There was no contending for being the alpha dog even with a guy who's just coming in that's a rookie. Mind you, while you're learning an entirely new system, he balled out this year and he did a lot of great things. Making that jump to 23.8 points per game and being the reason why they were even potentially close to getting into the postseason – Brandon Ingram deserves a lot of credit, but I don't know if he's my most improved player of the year. I think that his play in the bubble may have justified it to some people in their eyes, even though we claim that it's not actually making any effect on it. But overall, I think that Bam Adebayo should have been the most improved player of the year, given what he has done, not just for himself, but for his team success. Ingram's success was individual success and somewhat tipped over to the team success. But in terms of overall team value, Bam Adebayo's evolution this season as an individual talent means more to his team and that's why I think he should have been the most improved player of the year as opposed to Brandon Ingram yeah but I will say that that um Michael, it doesn't matter what you say. That's just make that clear. What you think you're the rock? I would just say that Bam wasn't the best player on his team where B.I. was. So that's why Bam arguably was the best player on his team for the majority of the time. Jimmy Butler is the best player. You understand? Everybody is the go-to guy at the end of the game that you want scoring the basketball. But that does not mean that Bam at a bio is the engine that makes them function. Look at Denver. No. We always talk about how Jokic is that great and how Jamal Murray is going to be a great Rapid player. But at the end of the day, the engine what? is Jimmy Jokic Butler is the guy on that team. Everybody in the league knows it. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. 40 points, uh, four rebounds, and a big win over Milwaukee. The 76ers killing themselves right now. Killing going on the first round and trade because they pretty much chose chose Tobias and building and and Horford over just throwing a bunch of money at Jimmy Butler. So Sixer fans, and the egos of their star player or their young star players, they they chose to to favor the ego of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons over a veteran that can lead them in the right direction. Yeah, which so, is crazy. But I think it was more got. so Ben Simmons than Joel Embiid in terms of who that who the attitude that they agreed with was. I think it hey, was more totally. Simmons, he was a pretty boy. And he needed that recognition. 100%, 100%. That's all. No, yeah, I agree. But uh, Mike has a different Look, take. All, all I'm going to say is, if you're okay. a data Jenner, you definitely, you definitely are probably the one stirring up the problem. <laughs> yeah. hey, 
the hey, fuck out of here. Get out of here. But Mike, uh, what's your take on Bi winning the uh, Most Improved Player of the Year award? I knew coming in as most of us did. Felt like he was going to get it off GP of popularity right now and of him getting the All Star. You know, get him, get him, getting him that nod early on in the season. But you do understand that's like I had Bam. But I had to look and check some more tape, and neither of them two made the biggest jump that would have let me or have them voted as the most player, uh, most improved player. Because Devontae Graham, mind you, just because he did play on the Charlotte Hornets, that's the only reason he wasn't getting the the recognition that he did for hard work and all the work, like all the progress and all the True. actual. Like he was efficient, but he went from last season only averaging four point seven points and two point six assists, and only getting three starts. Yeah, to bumping that up to eighteen point two points and seven point five assists, while he actually had the opportunities with fifty three starts this season, you're not gonna tell me he'd improve and show you if you give him the time, give him the look, give me the green light, coach. Just put me in. You want to win? Put me in, coach. The only thing about Devontae Graham, he played for Charlotte. That's yeah. why he wasn't gonna. I was get about it. to say, did any of you guys watch any Devontae Graham? Uh, nope. But I saw yeah, games Devontae this year. Graham was lighting zero games. Zero games watched. Right. The only, the only thing that I will say <laughs> is Luca. His play alone made the signing of Terry Rozier look bad. His play alone made the loss of Kemba Walker not that bad. Exactly, but you have to look at it. The person, when they had Luca as one of the top three candidates, Luca even said, take my name off and put Devontae. He said, have you not seen what this young man has done? And mind you, Luca Young. He's like, no, bro. No, we haven't. We haven't watched any games. We yeah, know. We, we, we know. He just been, he just pre- look, he's been putting that work. He's, he's been very productive without having to be seen. That's the yeah. crazy part. Like, he's been doing more for his team, and his team was trash. He didn't have a team around him like that. Nobody on that, nobody in the league was going to look at Charlotte as actually making a playoff spot, no matter who they got. Terry no, Rozier was no overpaid and underproduced. No Charlotte as a legitimate playoff spot. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he was overpaid. Terry Rozier was overpaid and underproduced. Hey, but and then after I, that— I think we're giving too much time to a, a player that plays for Bam, Charlotte. I, Bam should have so got it. Devontae that, Graham actually put in the most work to actually be the most improved player. Let's that, put it that way. Let's move on. And let's not forget that uh, Devontae was not in the NBA bubble, which really, we say it doesn't make a difference, but it does make a difference. Yeah, but let's move on because we could talk about— um, the uh, most Bam improved player Let's leave it there. Off, off the show and leave it at that. Bi once again, Lakers South. Uh, congrats on the uh, the big time win. I love the Bi on his on his uh, most improved player. Yeah, he, but he got it. Hey, so he did his work. Both LA teams have advanced and made it to the next round of the playoffs. Barely. Um, barely, barely. Both of them won. Five, oh, six for five Clippers, six? five for Lakers. But I'm talking about the Clippers, yeah, without yeah, a couple. Oh of yeah, years. your team, your team is struggling. Seven. We ain't worrying. The Lakers ain't worrying. But, but your Clippers got to get some work. My, my question is, um, what you guys take on the first round series for both teams, and what and what type of improvement do you need to see from either team uh, for you to believe that they are for sure be in the conference finals with most like a matchup with the uh, Rockets looming most likely for the Lakers and then the Clippers getting a feisty Denver or Utah team. Phillip, uh, I saw your hand raised. Uh, you got it first, man. Uh, what's your take on the Lakers and the Clippers first round playoffs and what do you, what do they need to improve to be even better for next series? All George needs to improve. Point blank period. He's the most focal guy right now that needs to improve to, uh, out of both of those series. So I think PG needs to step up. He needs to snap out of whatever phase he's in, whatever depression he's in. 
he wasn't depressed when he was making fun of uh, Dame Litter, Lillard for missing the shot. He wasn't depressed then. So I don't want to hear, oh, I only scored nine points. I was depressed type stuff, man. You got to come to play. It's the playoffs, bro. You got to get all that behind you. Um, but yeah, they, they're not looking that great, man. Like I said, they struggled through that first series. Like, arguably, if Porzingis hadn't been thrown out in the first game, they would have lost that one. So it was, they would have been in the hole. And then Porzingis getting injured. Um, along with Luca and his ankle injuries, man, really, really gave them, you know, the opportunity to even go forward. And in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, it would have been a whole different series. Um, as far as the Lakers go, though, I, we got to see more AD doing what AD does, man. LeBron is being more of a facilitator. He will step up and score when he needs to, but he is really putting it in the hands of AD, and AD's responded. No, yeah. We saw them drop the, we saw them drop the first one, which we were all kind of nervous going into because Portland's playing so hot but uh, and the Lakers were kind of you know limping into the playoffs but it seems like they got back on the right um, schedule and then we have Rondo possibly coming back in the second in the second round so looking for the Lakers to continue their momentum for it uh, and then we'll see how the um, the Clippers actually face up in this and I'm, is, I'm interested in seeing how, yeah, they, uh, how and they progress I can't wait but I'm just I gotta give a shout out to this man because you, you brought up Paul George Kawhi Leonard is out there looking like MJ and Kobe just with, with the mid-range game, like averaging about 32, 7, and 6. Like, he's looking real, you know, MJ and and Kobe liking it, man. It's so very impressive, the work that he's putting he's in, He's taking man. the initiative right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm he, loving it. His pa- his basketball, like, his mid-range package and his moves is, like, so old school, man. His it's playoff crazy. Elevation every year when it actually matters, when, especially when he got his two finals MVPs. Have you not seen he elevates in the playoffs? Whatever he did in the season, all right, cool. But in the playoffs, I have to focus up, hone in, and that's what he does. But he's not he's not gonna be a uh, the reason they win because they ain't gonna get it. Oh yeah, but they're gonna be tough. So Hans, what's your take on the two LA teams and what they uh, got going so far, and Look, what, I, what do they I need think to improve Phil on? Said it best. I, I think Phil said it best. Out of the two teams, the thing that needs to get most improved upon is the consistency from Paul George. We've seen what Kawhi Leonard has done. He's had four straight 30-point games, and he's going about it like it's nothing. It's continuous. Like you mentioned, the jump shot, it's almost robotic. It really, like those memes back in the day of him being the Terminator because he's emotionless, it's really like that on the court. He's just going about his business. It makes it look so effortless and easy. Like old man game, but like looking easy, you know? And the Clippers, I think that's the only individual thing that they have to wrap up on. You know, in terms of the Lakers, if they have their, you know, they're starting to, in terms of Davis and LeBron running on all cylinders, generally speaking, they're okay. There are those nights where other players really just step up out of nowhere on the opposing teams. But the Lakers, for them, it's just making sure that those two are healthy and good to go and running. I mean, they took, you know, the first bubble games kind of not seriously because seating really didn't matter to them at that point. And also, they were getting ready. They're an older team. So I look for them to really be doing what LeBron does best, and that's honing in once the playoffs really begin. And the first round, albeit is the postseason, it's a LeBron team. You know, he's going to take his time and work into it. They got through it in five games. I don't see really any issue on that. And I think the Clippers are the team that need to worry the most, but that'll get settled as they start rolling more. Yeah, and I, I agree. So, Mike, what's your uh, take on the two L.A. teams so far in the uh, first round, and, and what type of improvement are you looking for them to do to look even better this next round coming up? Easily, the first part for the Clippers, I have to see Paul George play consistently. 
we've seen the worst out of Pandemic P right now, but he's tried to pandemic elevate it. P. The Pandemic P, baby, he's been doing the worst <laughs> he could do. Then he elevated in the like the latter part of the that series, and it's like, okay, you know what? You guys are gonna win on win or lose later on against better competition, depending on if you can get a good PG. If Paul George does not play up to the level and the money that they paying this man, it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be a good look for the Clips. Like the clip, ooh. Survived the first round without Paul George being on top of his game. That's a fact. It's no, no, really that's what I'm saying. The, the first round in the conference finals. Yeah, the no, first yeah. round was easy for them. Uh, Kawhi could have lifted them through the first round easily by himself, like he did. Yes. for most of now for the majority the time of the where series. They actually, need to get what they paid for. Like we paid oh, you all yeah. this money. This is the time that we're actually needing you. We did not just give you a whole season of days off, basically, to not do it. Like now is the time to step up, and I think that. It's just a process. They're getting into it. Like, slowly but surely, they're getting into their group. No, oh, yeah. Most definitely. And I'm, I'm really intrigued just to see what the Clippers, uh, the improvement of Paul George's next round. Because whoever they get in the second round, uh, Utah or Denver is going to be a tough, tough series. Um, definitely, like, Denver that just got Gary Harris back. Man, Murray is playing out of his mind, doing stuff that only him and MJ has ever done. Two fifty pointers and a forty-four. Yeah, the, Come four, on now. the forty-five and five games, three straight forty-five and five games, He's which not is playing. which Both is of them got, incredible. Got three straight forty-point games. That's, now him and Donovan Mitchell were series. they're battling, bro. They're they were dueling. Yeah. Like they're no, dueling. yeah, they're, like they're, this this literally went down to Game Seven because of those two. Yeah. The competition that they, the competitiveness between those two. You saw the top tier talent from young cats, and it's looking amazing. And it, it's looking crazy. So that's what got some that that has me not nervous because Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard, and he's going to do what he do. And that veteran team of the Clippers are going. Do what they do, but I just need to see more, like you said, Philip from PG, and just you know more, oh, yeah. more I consistent forgot. play. And then on the Lakers end, I want to see LeBron continue to play as that score first guy because with him playing in that mode, damn near makes the Lakers unstoppable. Uh, Almost, got, I'm about to say because for my Laker part of that take, I actually have just the Lakers if they can find. Some shooters, if they could find consistency in hitting threes, that would be one of the best things for the Lakers to guarantee or sew up a championship probability. Like you understand that we, our chances go up dramatically, or dramatically actually when dramatically exactly. <laughs> hey, I took the word from my best man. He had a, he had a great. Rolling with it. Hey, I stole it from my best man. Shout there. out Nate. He came up in the Webster's with a new new one. But uh, we'll talk, get to that later. I'll tell you on another note. But also, the Lakers, if they could find consistency in hitting threes, we will most definitely have a better chance at winning a championship outside of us already being a top defensive squad in the bubble. And the top. The, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even going to – I wasn't going to put that out there like that. Yeah. But we are number one and defensively then they, then they and that wins to, championships for Then us. they have to play the Rockets with two guys that can give you a 40 – Piece triple double not yet, and all not that yet. shooting. So Russ is back, but he he's not to that form. No, yet. yeah, he's, he's not, working. He's working. His we way don't back. see what they do tonight. I know they just uh, are tipping off, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a. Uh, uh, we all expecting the Rockets to win. So if they do, we yes. expect it to be a lights out series with so much star power. And it's going to be crazy because two different styles and see whose style going to win over. So I can't wait. But man, you guys heard a voice, Uh-oh. and I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all know that voice. And um, 
He comes. And he's sponsored by uh, the hundreds. He just Most isn't damn. telling us because he I has told you, he all the, the gear. He is the he is the plug. But uh, to the plug, Stop we it. got we got the center in here on the mic. What's the deal? What's Bruce? happening? Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. Uh oh, you know what it is. Let me get, my, let get the party. Let me get my, my <laughs> the party cracking. But uh, hey, you ain't bring me one. Though? Hello, everybody. Nah, bro, I was just one. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. no, my bad. Solo Dolo, Solo Dolo. You drink oh, you drink malt liquor. Yeah, yeah, we get we get liquor. You feel me? We get the liquor. <laughs> but That's nah, man. Uh, yeah, the LA teams looking good. Uh, I don't think the Clippers want to see Denver. Man, oh, <laughs> I don't either. Too- I just spoke to a Clipper fan before I got here. He was like, honestly, he was like, I really want Utah to win this series because we can handle <laughs> Donovan, but Murray and Jokic, yeah, and then he's and Jer- Porter, they got Harris, Porter, Porter Harris, back. Harris back, but Jeremy Grant, I think, would be their kryptonite. Jeremy Grant, oh yeah, he, because he's he, their, he's like. Energy slasher, like sneaky three hitter too. I could hit a three. Like who's gonna guard him really? Yeah, Zubac can't step out there with him. If you Zubac take Trez out ran. the paint, then your defense is gone. Yeah, and you take Zubac away because he has to go guard Jokic out there. Yeah, and, and your then, rim, your rim defense. And Morris has to guard like horrible. three different dudes. So yeah. like, what, like, I think he gonna foul enough. He'll yeah, be all right. He tried I to was hurt rooting guys. for Utah because they were the underdog. And I started looking. I was like, Nah, I need Denver to beat them Clippers. Nah, fact. <laughs> that 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 was the series. I know that's gonna be really tough. But speaking of Utah and Denver, uh, they play tomorrow, Game Seven. Ooh, Just ooh, before big, we move on to uh, the team of the week, Bruce's uh, team of the week Denver P- pick your team pick Who your you winner right now so Bruce has Denver I got, got Denver Mike? off Murray alone bro I want Denver to Denver? win just because the playoff the playoffs will be way more interesting with Denver exactly I, Think I, like I, I can if the Rockets like, make it and watching, Denver makes it oh this is gonna be perfect yeah. second watching round. the games you over here and you're watching and you're like how is Denver getting down so big and it's just because Utah comes out hitting shots no, they just yeah. come out hot mm-hmm. Conley's playing like a monster though. I will say that Conley's playing really well he's playing like the old Conley that like dominated the playoffs <laughs> for years and years and years but they go through these these moments of just dry spells of no shots nothing so it's like they defer a lot now yeah. I've noticed yeah, Donovan yeah. Mitchell's been getting the green light, but 24, 25 shots per game. He can't, he can't sustain it, bro. Like it's, he's like literally like that's why he was so angry yesterday. Like, bro, like what am I? What else can I do? Conley was balling. I'm coming they just down, ha- pulling up from thirty. And they don't have that third guy, and yeah. that that hurts them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That See, at like, least Jokic it, can get. The, you know, you have Porter can go off, so you have to you guard have, that. Like you have basically like Jokic and Murray, and if one of them isn't having like a decent half or game, then you have like three other dudes, yeah, four other dudes up. that can step in. Michael you, Porter come uh, in and give you a quick twelve. Twelve. Like, Wait a minute, how'd you get that? Morris to a point. Gary Harris is back. We spoke about Jerry Grant's back. Like. They still have Paul Millsap, bro. Like, no, yeah, like, yeah they, they got still players. Have a veteran yeah. player on the hey, team that's so, really good. So, Philip, who you got uh, for He's tomorrow's a Walmart game? All-Star. Denver or Utah? Man, like, so this is a tough one for me, man. Like I said the whole time on on this on this platform, I said that they're both the same team to me. They're both hard nosed teams from the, around the same region, man. But. Um, I gotta go with Jamal Murray, man, and uh, and Jokic, man. I just think they have more overall. Twin, uh, twin. Then Donovan Mitchell can't sustain, man. I know it's gonna be a hard fought game, game seven. Nobody wants to go home, but yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to that. Dope. So, uh, Himes, who you got? Utah or Denver, game seven? This is one of those really toughies, but if I'm really gonna have to go down to it, <laughs> to it. 
the sum of two parts is greater than one. And even if Mitchell goes for 60 in this last game, I don't think that his play individually will be able to outplay both Jokic and Murray. Like, Jamal's on a roll right you. now. He's got a purpose, and he's already feeling mm. it. And Jokic is, he's been there, and he's just thinner, so it's going to make it a lot more of an issue for trying to run down this team, you know, for a seven-game series. And I think that we're undervaluing what Michael Porter Jr. can do, and I think we can see that in this next game. I think we'll see Michael Porter Jr. have a really big night for Denver. No, facts. It's, it's going to be a very exciting game. Uh, the only game seven of the first round, so it's something that, man, it's going to be big time, and I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, shout out to both teams because they're giving us great games. Like, every game has been a really good game. Like, you didn't have a game where it was like, oh, that was terrible. You'd be mad you miss it. Yeah, all six games have been lights out, and you have been getting scary performances from Murray and Donovan Mitchell that is I'm I'm very impressed. I want to give them these. I'm with you, bro. Because it it has been uh big time. So um y'all know our guy Bruce is in the building. It yeah. is Monday. Courtside Radio with the start five here. The TGN Sports Studios. Uh Liddy uh celebrating uh just being great, man. That's what we do, grinding all my life, grinding all my life, just like Nipsey said. But it's that time. It is time for Bruce's Team of the Week. Sponsored by... Hold the applause. Hold the applause. Hold the applause. Sponsored by the hundreds. <laughs> Always, baby. <laughs> but you got it, man. But yeah, uh, this week I, I, I seeked out a, a friend of mine's favorite team, which I actually thought was a good pick. And... This week's team is going to be the 2005-2006 Miami Heat Championship Basketball Team. Ooh. As we saw the Bucks, who just took the L to Jimmy, Spo, and an array of just guys that you just brought in from who God knows where. But Miami Heat, and I think we, I may have talked about this with you guys a couple weeks ago or recently, but I've been talking to a lot of people about it. It's just that organization, period is a championship organization. They and they wins. only have, what, three rings right now? Yes, mm-hmm. three and, rings. But just, you you can sense it. So them being, like, the underdog in most uh, series right now or, like, coming in to play the Bucks, a lot of people kind of have the Heat winning this series. A lot of, like, experts really have the Heat winning this series. And I think it's just, honestly, because of the organization. You know you got Jimmy, defensive mm-hmm. player, but um, well, I don't. We don't need to keep talking about Miami. I was talking about the championship team. Flash, nah, D Wade, the coming out party when it was like what year was that? Two thousand five, two thousand six. No, what year was that for him? Ooh, was it year two or three? Three, 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 year three. It was early. It was early. Very early though. Not like just like. Nobody really at that age. He was one of my favorite guys to watch, especially at that time. He was so explosive. He took off. He took so over the exciting. playoffs. The convert, hey, and that bro. team was stacked. Like, name, uh, name, I'm gonna name the squad. That's why I was like, I was like, golly. All right, y'all all remember who Derek Anderson is? Yes, point guard, really a two, but he was pretty much playing the point six five. Then you had uh. You had Udonis Haslam, who was mm-hmm. also young at the time, came in with a D Wade, pretty much. Never cut the braid. Shaq, Zoe, uh, Gary Payton, GP, are you with James me? James Posey. Yep. 
Pull up. Uh, Antoine Walker. Yes. White Chocolate. Yes. J Dub was a part of the squad. Darrell Wright was actually on that team. Shout out Lou House. I know you're going to say Mike baby. Hell. You know what it is. You know I got to get a shout out to the city. The Lou. We are we jeweled up. You said what? Did they have Rafer Austin yet? Rafer wasn't there. He, nah, he, he wasn't came there. the year when they lost. Yeah. But or did he? No, nah, he, nah, nah, he, he wasn't on that team. Nah. It was J. Will, no, GP no, they, at the point. They, yeah. he, was there, he was there when they lost to the Celtics in 08 and 09. No, I mean, yeah. In 09. But in that, 09. that team was... They were so tough because it was the second year Shaq was there. They took mm-hmm. that L the year before to the Pistons in the uh, conference finals. And they just came and it was like it was no way they weren't going to the finals. And the fact that they were down. D-Wade averaged 36-6. and six, Well, really 29-6-6. and six. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. That's a, that was that. This for the season? Nah, for the playoffs. playoffs yeah. Bro, yeah. it's crazy. Playoffs. Like I said, he took over the playoffs. And it was like from a young, from his rookie year on, we knew what D-Wade was going to present and give you all through the playoffs. He said, when it matters, I play harder. Yeah. And if you remember, they were like almost out of that series. Like they nearly went down three games, but yeah. it just. They, I mean, Shaq wasn't Shaq. He was averaging 18 and 10. Like, he really was. That was the big toe, Shaq. That was when he, he kept really playing about the big toe. He really wasn't giving you what you wanted, but you had. They just had a, a complete team. And don't don't sleep on Antoine Walker. Yeah, Antoine Walker, the cool. shimmy. Oh, oh God. my God. Yeah. The, he had one of the most one of the, shots one of the I've original ever stretch yeah. fours, you know. Facts. Like, unstoppable at points of his career where it was just like, who's going to guard me? Go check out that Knucklehead's podcast. He had a baby handle, too. Knucklehead's podcast. 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 Knucklehead pretty much like after that to where like D-Wade is up there as like one of the best shooting guards to ever play the game. No, yes. Top, but, top like, three, top four for, for him sure. to come in at that age was like, are we, do we really got to deal with this kid moving forward? He, D-Wade like 6'1". <laughs> they tell you he's 6'3", 6'4". D-Wade is 6'1", and he was bashing on anybody that came his way. The Flash. Yeah, he was looking yeah. like Baby Jordan. So, man, uh, that's this week's Bruce's Team, Team of the Week. week. The uh, 0506 uh, Miami Heat. Sponsored by the hundreds. The hundreds. So, man, shout out to <laughs> shout out to our shout guy. Our guy, Bruce. Shout out to Pac Burrito. He's in the building. Um, barely a tangent is up next. Make sure yeah. you guys stay locked on to the Good News Radio app after Courtside Radio. Check to, the new show out. To check it out, they man. Lie. They live, they grinding, man. It's about a 30-minute show. I guarantee you will love it. But uh, let's move on to what we like to call culture news. And uh, this week's culture news, man, it's just, it's just sad stories going all around. And we just have to show our love and respect, respect. To, these, to these guys that are legends. So uh, Cliff Robinson, an NBA vet, played 18 years, one-time All-Star, passed away. And now... Um, yeah, and he was one of the original stretch four guys. One of the OG. Yeah, with the headband, always headband. Head, locked the headband. Uh, yeah, and he passed away this, this weekend, 53 years old. And the NBA uh, paid homage to him and showed him love. But today, crazy news, a true legend, a one-time face of college basketball. This one hurt, bro. Uh, John Thompson, uh, the uh, legendary coach of Georgetown, passed away. 
man, he was just so big time. He brought us, he brought us uh, some great names: Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, Allen Iverson. He gave a lot of people chances that wouldn't have gotten yeah. in other places. Bro, Agreed. honestly, this he bro- he that was a great black man guys. and a leader. He was the first I loved it. Black man to win as a head coach in the NCAA. The Facts. First, first African American to do so. No, yeah, and, and he God was. Damn it! If you think I ain't gonna about touch the, it again, you Bruce. think about the eighties. <laughs> when, when the Big East were, the Big East was the biggest entity in college basketball. You had St. John's, Syracuse, uh, Georgetown. You know those guys were the face of it, and UConn was on the come up. Like the reason why was because Georgetown was that great. Like Patrick Ewing is probably top five greatest college basketball players ever with his dominance uh then making it to the championship multiple times winning one losing to mj making a game winner as a freshman but john thompson was a part of that and he gave you those bigs and then he uh also gave you Allen iverson like he was someone that went to ai and said hey you're going to come to me. I'm going to be that father figure that you need. And you're going to play. Even though it was only one year, we remember AI's uh, year with Georgetown because he became the number one pick. And John Thompson, just just imagine having a head coach 6'10", towering over a lot of his own players. Like, you don't really see that. But that's one of those coaches that, that like, you pay your respects because you know he hooping. And he like, won two championships. You know, one thing also. when it comes to as yeah, a ball you, player. you remember who you won those chips with? We know. He won two NBA championships with the Boston Celtics. Whoop de do. We know. No, but real, real talk, we know. Like, that's why he's such a great – he was a great – Role model because he said I can not just tell you the game I can show you and prove to you I, I know what I'm talking you about. These buckets still I back can... then you know he was still giving them hope. Oh, you already knew it. He said oh, yeah, practice. Like, you know, <laughs> you know all the young cats talking shit in practice. Like, hey, coach, you know I give you this work. Dikembe oh, really? Now? had a knuckleheads podcast recently and it was like Dikembe? him talk. Yeah, him talking about like Thompson and, and like he talked about the how they played the. Nah. Do, do you know that? Do you know that Dikembe wasn't. Uh, foul, a recruited for basketball He went on a, a Academic scholarship oh, I had oh, wow. no idea Did not For science Yeah that's crazy I had no idea But yeah just uh, Wait Dikembe Mutombo yeah, Dikembe, Dikembe Mutombo Was not A scholarship for basketball They knew He was gonna play Because he was Seven feet tall Yeah But he was not there For basketball man, That's crazy That's why his offense Is so terrible But Damn. Man shout, uh, Rest in peace To the great John Thompson man You forever a legend And I just wanna I wanna also Add like AI Like y'all pray for my boy Cause That's one of those men like, Yeah For sure That like held him down And mm-hmm. I know He's had a tough year losing Kobe, Kobe and John Thompson. Yeah, same so, year. Yeah, huh? pray pray for Allen Iverson, man, and just all of all of the uh, all of John Thompson's family and the uh, entire Georgetown community. Everybody tripping out on Twitter, th- thinking that Georgetown was a black HBCU, which is like no, bro. I, when I was younger, not. I thought of them and Xavier. I thought they were just literally all black schools. No, just yeah, because like, they would have mo- mostly black players, and you had John Thompson leading the way. But rest exactly. in peace, John Thompson, forever a legend, man. Uh, if you're coach coming up is somebody that you would go and look at and study because how he did it he would coach with the towel sitting on his shoulder so man shout out to that man but really 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 big news uh over this weekend which was very shocking and we have to say rest in peace to the loss of chadwick bozeman star of the 42 movie um james brown and Black Panther, man. Black like Panther, this, bro. it when hey when Philip when you text me that, 
I was like, this can't be right. But it say L.A. Times, like they Man. wouldn't get it wrong. That was the and first once one. I was saw like Twitter, the, it's similar to the Kobe reaction. Yeah, it was like, like my heart Kobe was dropped. Like, Kobe was shocking for like hours, like because you're like, come on, man, like y'all have to be lying. Yeah, this still yeah. can't be true. Yeah, it's like not this true. can't be real. Yeah, Chadwick to me only because, like I said, like I like I had been like seeing him and you could tell he like something wasn't right. Yeah, and yeah, then, like, yeah. People weren't sure. Like shout out to him for fighting the way too. he was and not not bringing us in on like what was actually going on yeah, and like much respect life. to his family mm-hmm. and it's all the people around him movies, that kept right? that kept that secret man because I know he was fighting I know he was struggling because I believe I he was, was diagnosed in 2016 with yeah, stage three four years ago he was diagnosed yeah. stage so three he shot all these he movies seven and, movies yeah and he only took great roles think about the like when he did the Thurgood Marshall like when he portrayed Thurgood Marshall and then on he was like bro you know what. Hey, you, you, you're talented, but you engulf yourself in your work. Yeah. We see it in your, like, how you progress and how you actually present yourself on and off the screen. Amazing man. He's going to be definitely missed. And it's a, it's a hard one still to this day because he only did great things and only gave people recognition when it was due. Like no, yeah. Cat, like the cat at the, who actually was a hero in Antioch, Tennessee at the Waffle House when he actually disarmed, oh, he, yeah, he disarmed someone who was actually gave him robbing. his his MTV uh, movies award. They didn't know that was happening, but that's how the kindness and the greatness of his heart. He yeah. said, as a genuine as a genuine human being, you know what? You deserve this. Come get your moment. I got you. And and he just became that big figure because first of all, right away in the black community, he was big time because of doing James Brown and being Jackie Robinson was huge, which allowed him to meet the president and all these other big names, and then. He became probably like one of the biggest faces of the MCU um, with the uh, with the Black Panther movie, which was huge. But he was in so much in MCUs on Civil War, where you kind of got your introduction. Then he got the then we got the Black Panther movie, which was amazing. In Endgame, you know. Then you had yep. Infinity Wars and Endgame. In, so Infinity War, Infinity Wars. Yeah. And yeah, I watched all that last night. No, yeah, he uh, such. Yeah. He's, I can't say I've been watching them because I literally watched these movies probably like at least twice. No, for, I, don't <laughs> watch, oh, I gotta catch up. I, 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 I literally I watch those movies like twice a month. Like oh, I'm, about to be, I'm yeah. just obsessed with. Comedy. I got Disney Plus, so I don't, I don't watch them so much. I'm like, I need to find new things to watch because I watch all of them, and Black Panther is always one of them because him uh, and you know. Michael B. Jordan with Killmonger was like so Bruh, so that legendary. Was like the the most, chemistry on set was every amazing. time I watch that movie, I'm like, damn, I'm mad. He, Killmonger was, was killed off. Pathetic villain next to Thanos. Like, like it was just such a great. He was movie. a loved villain. That's the crazy part. Like exactly. they was like, we know what you represent, but it's like, damn, the way you portray it is a motherfucker, bro. <sighs> And it's he like, was one of those guys that everyone wanted back for the second one. They said, "Will Killmonger make a return to some degree?" And that was rumored. I mean, they'll probably figure something out. You can always figure something out. You know, it's it's comic books and stuff and, like that. And with with the MCU, it's sad to say, but they're going to have to replace Chadwick Boseman because they, no, already, they already have they have this replacement that he's already they already started filming because they had more parts of one of the Avengers movies that they have to finish. Oh, well, yeah, oh! So, so I, I wonder, I wonder who's going to replace and, him. And honestly, like it, it probably wasn't a shocker to like them because they knew yeah. things that were going on with him. So he probably like. You know, like said, okay, Prepare this person will this. work. Like, think things are gonna happen. This is how it may work if things go down. And respect to that, man, because, like I said, this did not come out. No one knew like how much he was actually struggling. You could sit here and see this man. You like maybe he's doing it for a role because how he something. carried himself though. Yeah. Strong, how he bro. carried himself, professional, strong. He's not out here. 
Oh, I'm sick. Still charismatic at that, bro. Da, that da, was amazing. Da, da, da. He's telling people, like, you can continue to live your life, do what you need to do, fight whatever you got to do. You might not be here tomorrow, but continue to live and do what you love. Yeah. No, yeah. And it, no matter what you're going through, just push through. And then for me, it showed a great thing for these celebrities and stuff like that. You don't got to put your whole world and life on TV. Yeah. You know, something. quit you, crying because you got a cut finger. I'm out here like after chemo <laughs> filming yeah. Black Panther. Like, get out of here. Dog. And shame on all those people who were trying to talk about him when he it was pictures, posts mm-hmm. of him who were yeah. saying this and that. That's Same why you just let people PJs. live their life and and just you know leave people alone because and I, I said it when I watched the uh, the shop uh, episode with him and I was like man he is just like something's not right and I was they was like oh maybe it's wrong I was like honestly I was like something's not right with him mm-hmm. but like if he ain't gonna tell us he's just not gonna tell us he, he carried it very I, well like that's that's on Bruce, him that same oh, thing I thought that same man. thing during that episode but I said to myself maybe he's just prepping for a role that's what I thought was going on I thought I he was gave it up wait to you. Just yeah, because because we're so used to knowing things when it comes to celebrities that you expect it. And they're actors, too. Like, that that's part of their job. They change for the rules. Look at Christian Bale. It's become so normalized because we've seen a guy like him change literally almost on every role. No, yeah, and... It's just, man, sad, sad situation. We pray for his family and all his friends. And, man, just shout out to, like, ABC who did a, like, tribute to him. They played the Black Panther movie. Then they tribute after. And just everybody hopping on Twitter and Instagram showing love for all the greatness that has occurred. Um, Yeah, so shout out to uh, Chadwick Boseman, man. Thank you for leaving such a great great uh, legacy for us that now black kids can say hey I want to be that superhero and he was a superhero in the movie and away from the movie so rest in peace to those three uh, guys man Uh, and I just want to say like for the kids out there like times are different now because back in the day like we we wouldn't have been able to even really like understand when Chadwick passed away and like how that affects Black Panther Mm -hmm. but now if kids have access to so much like technology internet like you kind of have to explain these things to them and there was a post with like a little kid and he had all his Avengers uh, oh on the wall lined up yeah he had all his Avengers like lined up and then the Black Panther laid out and it was just like had a ceremony for him like that that was the saddest thing in the world but like for him to like actually be sitting here understanding something like that at a young age like that bro like it was just like man God bless this kid and like like let's just pray for them and make sure they stay strong but like they understand now you know like nothing's promised especially the times he's living in you know like yeah che- cherish and appreciate I put a message up on my Instagram story where I was just like man uh, you have to appreciate everything that you have everything that you're doing and just those in your life because you just never know who's going through what and you never know who you're going to lose next so man rest in peace to uh, Cliff Robertson John Thompson and the great uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, thank you guys for all your contributions to um, to life and to the world and to man to so much. So we we thank you guys. But it's that time of the show, man. We have to move on. Going to make it more upbeat. Got the Drizzy playing in the background. Courtside Radio with the starting five. We're here. You got the PG here. You got the center on the ones and twos. With Bruce, we got uh, the shooting guard, Mr. Inglewood himself, yeah. in the building. Then. 
through Zoom. We got the small Ford, White Chocolate himself, Alexander Himes, and then you have downtown (laughs) (laughs) Philip Brown, straight from the ATL to AT Alien. Uh, man, yes, doing sir. our thing, but hey, it's that time of the show. The two four pick and roll, Mike, Philip, oh, y'all got it, man. Two four pick and roll. So you know what it is. It's about that time. We coming to you Monday, Corsair Radio. It's the two four pick and roll. Me and my big dog, Phil, downtown. You already know how it getting down. Holla at him one time, big dog. Yes, sir, you already know we coming through. We gonna throw out a couple games, couple players. We're going to see if we're picking a rolling, man. Let's do this. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but uh, the right, first one I got right, for you, all right. there we go. The first one I got for you, it's all, we all been anticipating this. We have the Game 7 version of the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz. We tapped in on it a little bit earlier, but... That is going to be the most exciting series, especially the only game seven out of the first round of the playoffs. This series, especially on the west side. So uh, the best side. To give it to you easy, (laughs) I got Denver go ahead and taking that. But I also want to do it just because the matchup that they have later on will be amazing. And they will actually keep the playoffs even that much more interesting. You rolling with me, big dog? I already know. I said it earlier when we when we when we tapped in on the subject though. I got Denver going ahead with us. So I'm rolling with you, man. Like you just have too much going on. With, uh, Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic and all of them, man. Uh, and you know, you got the young cats coming off the bench. I mean, uh, didn't you start with name? MPJ. <laughs> yeah. Porter Jr. Yes, sir. Um, so I got I got that I got them coming out, man. I like it. I like it. I just see that they are they're a better all around team. They actually prove it on the court consistently. When everyone, anyone has an off night, you can depend on your go-to players off the bench. You also have to see that Murray has been playing outside of his body right now. He has been possessed, and he is going to will his team with Jokic or not to the second round because he doesn't. He's showing that Jokic can be a pivotal. Like he's a very important piece to this squad winning. We all know 100%. that. But Murray is shown out and showed up right now. Murray is proved. That he can be a bucket, he can be a go-to player. When yeah, he's a closer, that's that's what I'm loving. Have like you, he's a closer, closer. Like not like mm-hmm. lightweight. Not like oh, he happened to make a couple lucky shots. Nah, nah. Every game that they have won, mm-hmm. they were losing or it was close, and he put it away, making tough shots. The way that I see Donovan Mitchell, like. I laugh because he's getting mad because most of these times later on in the game, have you not seen? He's picking up. He's like Murray. I want him. I got him. Two, three straight possessions. And if he gets cooked out of two of those three, he's pissed because he's like, bro, I can't let you show me up. I got to do everything my team right. is asking and more just for us to have a chance. Even I'm though I got personally. Yes, I'm saying. He, this is a right good now. rivalry that's coming out of this between these two. My God, like, it's actually it. very fun to watch, and I hope to see it like more and more. You know, they're in the same division. Mm-hmm. They got to see each other four times a year. Things like that. But like this is like one of those like ESPN, TNT. Like we cannot oh wait to see. Matchups. This game seven is going to be great. So tell me, this has not been one of the most. This is what I feel like. Literally, has been the most interesting series all playoffs outside of like just the games. Not like no outside um, dialogue that they have to put together and draw people in. No, these two they have shown up just just playing. 
And it's like every Bruh, game that their they play, games to close out are the best games in the bubble right now. They're like, competitive. I mean, all Phoenix four was quarters. having good games, love and Blazers and like Dallas were having good games. But like these two games, like it's literally like Both in the last three great. minutes. They scoring like 25 points a piece type deal. Like, what? And that's why. Then I, they going to OT? Like, yes. what? Come on. And I love it because both, I'm going to say this right now. Both teams going in, we didn't know who was going to come out every game. Every game, it was a toss up. Whoever could get it, whoever had a better night, going to get this. And then Utah coming out firing and then they end up losing. He's, I think Donovan Mitchell's more pissed because they were up 3 1. Oh, yeah. He's like, bro, we had this. I had it in the bag. And then Murray went and in then his bag. They were leading each game. At half, at least, bro. It was it was majority of the games. He literally was like, "We have it." Yeah. He ne- he didn't take his foot off the gas. But Murray yeah. and Jokic, or Murray by himself, most of the time scoring wise, Murray yeah. took the load and he took it over for that. What else you yeah. got? So I'm gonna get you with the South Hans. You rolling with it? Or do you you not going with Big Dog? I'm asleep, man. Hi, Hans. It's we'll, all right. We'll get back we'll to you on the second game. Yeah. So the second game, I'm not gonna be predictable. But I have to. I can't wait to see who the Lakers get to play because we're waiting on this game to finish and finalize right now. I see Houston. I have a prediction. I have Houston coming out. It's not a hard one. <laughs> but Russ is back. That we know. We know. He's right trying now. to get his legs under us right now. He's trying to get his legs under him. I know. But I honestly see Houston playing the Lakers, and I feel like that's going to be the next the next game we got. That's going to be amazing. And Lakers gonna get the first one. All right, so even deeper question: Mm -hmm. Uh, You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna finish it out tonight, or you think it's gonna go to a game seven? Tonight is tonight's the wrap. We both have Houston. We both have Houston advancing. But will it be tonight or will it be in Six, two days? Just, it's tonight. Just to update right now, 40-40, uh, 357 I, in the I, second quarter. I just realized that my mic was on mute. Ah, that's why. My bad, guys. No, all oh, you good. good. You good, you good, man. But, you yeah, good. so who you guys have? Um, oh, you got it, uh, Mike and uh, Philip. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Six or seven, I, game six or seven. I, I got you. You talking about Houston? I got, game, yeah. I got it. Houston's finalizing tonight. Tonight. There yeah, we go. You got them closing out tonight too. What's the next game? The next game gonna be the Lakers. Oh yeah, that's why I said. Saying, I, like, what, what's the next game? Oh, the next game. Oh, easy, easy, easy. You know what? Because I have, I'm literally looking to see if Boston can do it. It's the Boston and Toronto series for me because the East is actually showing me something. It's like the two teams that no one expected to win right now coming out early. Boston took it, and Miami took it. On the East, they are. Yeah, the yep. both both squads on the East right now that are the underdogs are actually overachieving. The overdogs, they, yeah. bro. They're they're un. You know what? People aren't really giving them a chance. Miami's shown that they can actually beat the number one seed in the East, number one team who had the most wins at least. But when you show competitively, my Chris Middleton is just not good, bro. He's, he's not good. It's like good. he's he's. I know people like it, but it's like when you break down his game, he has one of the most basic offensive packages for a person who has to be a top two player on his squad. You know what his package is? I'll tell you right now what his offensive package is, and you guys will agree. He is a slightly better version of Rudy Gay. Maybe. 
I haven't seen no athleticism to be giving no Rudy Gay Rudy tag. Gay, Rudy Gay is Not crazy. Not the bro. athleticism, but the, the mid-range game, how he goes about the offense. Oh, you're talking, about, oh, so you're talking about older Rudy Gay when he got like San Antonio and right before that, like later on in Memphis years? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. I can see that. Rudy I can Gay. see that. But also, like, I'm, I'm also saying I feel like Milwaukee's going to rebound on their next game against Miami. But I also feel like Toronto's going to rebound against Boston because the two the top tier teams going to be like, all right, this is what you guys going to prove to us and let us see how y'all going to play coming out game one. Cool, let's let's elevate our game and let's play like we want to win. Toronto's going to elevate, win their game one. Milwaukee's going to do the same. When I game one, game two for the re, you know redemption game, you know what I mean. You can pray. Thanks, <laughs> so. Um, I I don't. Oh. I don't want to make picks about this series so quickly with hey, the wait. Celtics. Play. Hey, wait. Hey, Himes. I know. One second. We're going to get to it. So, hey, that's this week's two-fold pick and roll. Hey, shout out to our guys, Mike and Phillip. Uh, did Phil pick? Oh, Phillip, did you? I didn't even hear you. He didn't, My pick. Fault. He didn't pick. Come on. Are you rolling uh, with the uh, the game two comeback for both Eastern teams? Milwaukee and Toronto getting the dubs, game two. I don't know if I roll with both of them, man. I think they might be in some hot water. Um, so if I had to put something on tape, man, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Toronto's gonna have a bounce back game. But if they keep playing defense on Giannis, man, Milwaukee Bucks might be in some trouble. So I got them going down 0-2. Man, that's mm. crazy. So hey, that's this week's two fold pick and roll with our shooting guard and our power forward, Mike and Phillip, man. So sure. make sure you guys always tap in. Hey, y'all need to do like a uh, IG live and uh, do y'all y'all two fold pick and roll and then. Post that thing. To, we talked uh, about that before because we're gonna get a little. We got, we got a little surprise for y'all coming. Don't even worry right. about that. We got a little something for y'all I'll on the rock side. With it. I'll rock but with I just it. know this week's two four pick and roll. We got, we got you. <laughs> Corsair Radio. We got a little addition coming soon. Don't worry about it. Yes, sir. So hey, we're gonna keep it on how the two four pick and roll ended with the Eastern Conference. And uh, so far, you have. The, the lower seeds up 1-0. You have the Celtics up 1-0 over the Raptors after a big-time win, surprising mm. win mm. to mm. me. Mm. Um, not shocking. And then uh, you had <laughs> I'm a, not shocked the at Heat all. just, you know, they were able to finish off Milwaukee today. They stopped Giannis at 18 points on 6-12 shooting. Jimmy got, pulled and out his best Jamal Murray impression in the fourth. Mid- Middleton like, gave oh, you my God, son, y'all bro. not doing this today. Hey, Middleton gave you 28, and you got tough. 24 from Brooke Lopez, so MVP, wait, defensive player of the year. Wait, got Brooke, Lopez, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez was pulling threes like he felt good. Eighteen points, nine assists, yeah, ten yeah, rebounds, six for twelve. Jimmy Butler. No, Jimmy had forty. So, Himes. I say Bam. I hate that I have to say this, Himes, but I'm going to let you chime in first on what you feel about uh, the, the game one. <laughs> no, so, so sad. Tell us who is going to win these series and why you guys going to be O two going um, next one. Look, uh, you know the Wonder first what? thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. after this uh, after this game, the first thing that came to my mind was that speech Kobe had in 2009 after Game Two when they won, where he's like, "Job's not finished." This game was a fluke. The Raptors could <laughs> not shoot from three, and the Celtics could do anything but miss from three. This is a bounce back team for the Raptors. I think that. For some reason, I do feel like the Celtics can win game two, but it would only be by two points. And other than that, like, I think the Raptors are going to make this a series. But I think we should also take note of the fact how well Boston has played without Hayward and the fact that he will be back at some point. 
in that production will be very useful and put Smart back at the bench and make it a lot easier for the Celtics team to have a successful bench unit. If y'all get better, you think that's going to actually be good for y'all? Gordon Hayward getting thrown back yeah, in the mix? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I like, like him out Gordon the way Hayward. because it Look, puts more hey, you on Jalen and You can adjust for Jason. each series. That's fine. But having him as an option, the availability of having Hayward is better than not. Like we always say with football, the best ability is availability. So even if we don't utilize him to his fullest, we give him all the minutes that we normally would, his presence alone will still be uplifting for the Celtics offense and defense overall. I feel I might see a small shift in offensive productivity. So just, just to give a prediction nice. on that, Alex, of course you have the Celtics. Um, how, how many games do you have the Celtics in? Sweet step back buzzer beater, 51-48 at half. I'm sorry. That buzzer beater by Jason Tatum you're talking about? <laughs> Nobody want to hear that. But you got the Celtics in how many games? Uh, I have the Celtics in – I said it before seven, but, you know, if the series goes – if we win this next game, I think it's a six-game series, but it's for sure the Celtics. That That's not something I'm wavering on. And we're going to tackle that series first, and then we're going to move over to Milwaukee. But, um, yeah, I just think that Toronto just came out slow. It was just a game that just right from the beginning was, oh, they're going to lose this one. But I didn't take too much from it. It was just sometimes you watch basketball and teams come out missing and other teams making everything, and it just just hurts. But I think that it's going to go seven games. I think both series go seven games. I have the Raptors in seven, and then I have – Milwaukee in seven. If they could take it to seven, they get one game that Giannis and Middleton would do just enough to win. So that's my uh, second round predictions in the East. Uh, Himes for uh, Milwaukee and Miami. What's your prediction for that? We talking next game or the series? Series. No, for the series. Got two minutes left in the show. So damn, man, why we got to do this with that series? All right, six games, Bucks. I think that they do bounce back. Six games. I like it. Uh, Philip, what you got? Give me your predictions for the winners of the second round series in the East. I think that Toronto doesn't have that go to guy. Yeah, I'm supposed to step up to be that, man, but he's not that guy. Jackson Tatum has stepped up and shown he's that guy. So Thank I you. Thank you. Going. I have stuff that's going through, and you can look oh, at Oh, gosh. Don't get seven. so excited. Hines, mute your mic. He's the conference final. Then, uh, as far as, like, Milwaukee, I got Milwaukee going through. But I think that Giannis still needs to add that piece to his game because in the playoffs, when they clamp down that middle, very limited, as we saw tonight. He's very, very limited. And his free throw-making ability doesn't help at all either. Trash. I still have them going through. Okay, yep. Same for me. So, uh, Mike, who you got uh, your uh, second-round predictions in the East? I actually have – I want to see Milwaukee get it, but I feel like Miami's going to take them to seven because defensively they found a way to minimize how Giannis takes over. It's like he's going to find a way to get his buckets again, of course, because it's not going to be consistent. You're going to be able to stop this man and give him under 20. But you do understand that Milwaukee will find a way to win at least and get to the finals of the Eastern Conference. So I got Milwaukee in seven on the first one. And the crazy part, I have Boston coming out on the other end. But Boston is showing me that Tatum, of course, is elevated. Jason Brown has been taking over as a defensive catalyst, but letting more offensive, like he's getting more offensive, not even touches, but opportunities. He's they're giving him the green light, like almost like Tatum, but it's like you can be a 1A, 1B right now. We need y'all to both be productive. 
and we need your efficiency on the defensive end. So they're going to take Toronto because Toronto's not – I don't believe in Kyle Lowry still. They have a nice little team over there defensive-wise, but you can see their inadequacies on the offensive end, and it's showing through. So so you got Boston and Milwaukee? I got Boston. I got Milwaukee. Both going – I so give I give Boston final. six because I feel game. like yeah I feel like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna up their production but it's gonna be a hell of a series. No, I I agree it's gonna be very hard fought. Uh, Bruce, who you got your Boston prediction? Boston six, Miami and six. Boston six, Miami and six. All right, I like it. But uh, Boston's man. gonna beat Toronto because Toronto doesn't actually have a, a they have a score but their two scorers are guards, point guards, like short fat point guards. Siakam is a baller, but he is not a like a go to score. Pure score, yeah. So he when it comes to like, he when it comes points. to the fourth, and you and you depend on a bucket, and like the only two dudes can only pull up from thirty because they're not getting to the paint because the playoffs, you're gonna struggle. So I actually, if it doesn't go seven, but I still think Boston wins in six. It, it could be five. I'm with you, Boston but Miami. Six. I think I I just like I, I was talking about Miami earlier, but just seeing it. And like it's not like how Orlando beat Miami. I mean, beat uh, the Bucks earlier. It's more like Jimmy took over, but you know they're very capable of like this person can have a good night. This person can knock down a shot. We're gonna play defense. We have a full team. We understand what it means to be here. I think I think Giannis goes home again in the second round, and he's pissed. And man, which will be crazy because damn, he's that's most, a hell of a take. Yeah, he's most likely far from that. Hey, he's most likely going to be the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, and to be out the second round, he can't make it happen, and he can't let it happen. And eighteen points is so not enough. Eighteen, yeah, and it, that might happen. But if he's scoring eighteen points, is not enough. You can't blame the people around you. But hey, man, this is this has been Courtside Radio. Uh, man, another episode in the books. Uh, just to shout out our bracket once again to uh, to our fans and followers who are playing. Um, some guy, Michael the PG, is in the fir- in first place, tied with Before Life Poet. And you know, remember a chance to uh, be on the episode and a fifty dollar gift gift card is is on the line. So shout, shout out, out before. Uh, oh, th- that's my boy Brandon Hardy. Shout out, big dog. I knew you was gonna. He, he's the one who hit us up saying he's trying to get in. He ain't playing. He's he's really trying to get there. No facts. So hey, shout shout Bro, out to don't him. Act like I'm not right on your heels, bro. You got eighteen hundred points. I got sixteen hundred points. The first round. You're losing. Yeah. First no or one, last. No one yeah. remembers first second first place. First rounds aren't even over yet. First round ain't even over. Hey. You're losing just like First one is a winner uh, Second one no one remembers Facts. You know that Shout out Nelly And uh, man once again Rest in peace to uh, The OG's legends Who passed away Corsair Radio With the starting five We thank you guys so much For tuning in Barely a tangent Up next But do also remember That Thursday We are back in the studio Double up 6.30pm Live Kicking ass like we always do. Be ready for the Celtic dub. And then for the uh, Hayden Ass Michael segment from Michael, Bruce, Mike, Philip, and Alex. Corsair Radio, we thank you guys for tuning in. We are out this thing. Peace. Peace. Out of Pappy out. <laughs> <laughs>